Welcome back to another edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I am 12 Kyle. I'm tired, man. I'm tired. I am really, really tired. And I think I speak for most of the residents in the state of Georgia, state in which I live and pay taxes. I'm glad this is over because I'm tired. Um, if you're unaware of what I'm talking about, uh, at the time of this recording, we just finished, um, a runoff election for the uh, state senator Senate seat was up for grabs. It was a runoff between uh, the incumbent Reverend Raphael Warnock and his challenger Herschel Walker. Raphael Warnock is a Democrat. Herschel Walker is a Republican. Now, before I get into this, let me just be clear, especially for those of you who just clicked on this link and don't know much about me. I don't talk politics on this podcast. In fact, this pod, this episode is called Politic Ditto Volume 3 because this is the third episode that I've ever talked about politics on here. And the first two were called Politic Ditto. Um, shout out to Raekwon. But yeah, I don't talk politics. I don't. Because um, that's more of a personal thing. And like, I mean, why Why should I? You guys hear enough politics. I mean, you can go to CNN. You can go to Fox. You can go wherever you want to go to find your politic talk. It's not something that I want to bombard people with here. Politics and religion, two subjects that I really don't touch on on this, ep- on this podcast, period. Um, however, I had to talk about this one <laughs> because I'm tired, man. I am really, really, really tired. So if you go back a couple of weeks in the uh, national election, uh, Raphael Warnock, who had held his Senate seat for two years, uh, he and John Ossoff both uh, Democrat senators won their elections and were sent to Washington. Well, Ossoff is solidified, but we knew that Warnock would have to uh, run again in two years because the seat that he took was from a guy by the name of Johnny Isaacson. And I think Johnny Isaacson had resigned or something like that. I can't remember the, the don't, 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 don't quote me. <laughs> um, but anyway, Isaacson, so Warnock got some of Isaacson's term and then he'd have to run again for a full six-year term for the state Senate. And Raphael Warnock is a guy who's very charismatic, um, straight to the point. He is a preacher, as I mentioned. He actually preaches uh, at uh, Martin Luther King's church here in the city of Atlanta, where I live. Um, 
And, you know, people knew when he won two years ago that the Republicans would, um, you know, put up a challenger. More on that in a second. Uh, I forgot to tell you guys, like I said, I, I don't talk politics, but, you know, for those of you who don't know, like, I don't belong to either party, right? <laughs> I don't belong. I'm not, a re- I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I have voted Democrat, but I'm not a Republican. I am a registered independent because none of these people think for me. I'm an independent thinker. That being said, uh, again, I voted Democrat before. I've never voted Republican. So maybe that's why the Democrats keep sending me these damn text messages. (laughs) I'll get on that in a second. Um, So you knew that at some point the uh, there was going to have to be a runoff. Now, before I get into what happened, uh, there was the general election back in November. It was what November eighth, I think, something like that. Um, and Warnock and Walker uh, tied. Uh, basically tied. Well, they didn't tie actually, because I think there was a third party. I can't remember who what his name was, but in the state of Georgia, and I want to be clear about this because I saw a lot of people. Well, why is Georgia always having a runoff? Why is Georgia always having a runoff? Um, it's quite simple. In the state of Georgia, they have this rule where you have to have at least fifty point five percent of the vote. If you don't get that, then you automatically go to a runoff. And what's happened is, just for a little background and context, I have been living in Atlanta for 25 years, right? And in the time that I've been here, I remember when I first, the first year that I was here, uh, I remember some, you know, political people talking about the fact that they could envision, you know, a day where, Georgia would be run by a Democratic senator and a Democratic uh, senator and governor. So that was the talk back then. Again, that's 25 years ago, right? And so, you know, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? I mean, because here's the thing that people have to understand. You have the Democratic strongholds. The Democratic Party has strongholds in Metro Atlanta, um, Savannah, Columbus, and Augusta. The rest of the state is Georgia. (laughs) In fact, there's an old there's an old joke like it said: if you get out, if you get forty forty miles outside of Atlanta, you're in Georgia, which is true. And I mean, like you don't have to go that far like 40 miles in any direction you're outside of Atlanta you're in Georgia and you will be reminded that you are in the state of Georgia I mean it's nothing to be riding down some country highway oh you won't see it on the interstate but you could be riding down a country highway and drive past people's houses and their confederate flags flying on their front porch porch or flying in their front yard I mean it is what it is um so with that being said you know, Georgia was going to be a battleground and they predicted it, you know, 25 years ago that it would, at some point it would be a battleground state. Um, 
And I remember someone even saying that at some point in time, Georgia was going to become purple. And I know what you're thinking. Well, what is a purple state? Well, it's a state that's not red and it's a state that's not blue. If you take the colors red and blue, you mix them together. What color do you get? That's right, kids. Purple. So Warnock had already had that seat, like I said, for two years. Um, You knew that the Republican Party was going to come back and have someone uh, run up against him. And Warnock had had a history of voting on just about everything that Biden signed off on, President Biden. Warnock was, I think, Warnock's approval rating as far as like voting for any proposals by President Biden was at like 96 something percent. Like he wasn't he wasn't anywhere close to the middle. He was straight. You know, Biden's his guy. So if Biden say, hey, you know, it takes a nation of millions to hold us back as the greatest hip hop album made. <laughs> Warnock's right there with him. You know, they're not even looking at paid in full. Uh, but I digress. Um, so anyway, you get that. And so at some point in time, like you just knew that the Republican Party would have a candidate to uh, run against Warnock. Um, and then at some point in time, they announced that the person that they were going to run, that they, that they were going to put out there to run against Raphael Warnock was going to be none other than Herschel Jr. Walker. <sighs> when I heard this, all I could do was laugh. Like, I was like, are you serious? Like, her, wait a minute, her, Herschel? Him? Come on, man. But when I thought about it, I was like, okay, yeah, this is, we just had, you know, four years of dude in the office, in the Oval Office. And I never call him by his name. He's just dude to me. And you know who I'm talking about, right? And if you study your history, you know that dude and Herschel Walker have a relationship beyond them both representing the same party. Herschel Walker used to be a professional football player. And when he was a professional football player, he played for a team in the defunct United States Football League, which was the league that was rival to the NFL. It was called the USFL, the United States Football League. And he played for a team called the New New Jersey Generals. Their owner, you guessed it, Duke. So he and Duke go way back. Dude, Duke, you you know what I'm saying. Him. Because <laughs> sometimes I call him dude, sometimes I call him Duke. But anyway, you him and dude go way back. And so all of a sudden you start hearing this buzz about the fact that dude is going to have Herschel Walker, he's going to recommend that Herschel Walker run for the state Senate opposing Raphael Warnock. And I'm like, wait a minute. I mean, like, dude got to understand this dude, like, Herschel don't have it all. But it didn't matter because, hell, dude didn't have it all. <laughs> and, he, and he ran the free world for four years. So 
once that came out, people started, you know, buzzing. And the reason why they started buzzing was not only that the fact that Herschel Walker was a former professional football player, but, but, but in the state of Georgia, Herschel Walker is a legend. Herschel Walker, when he was in high school in the, what, late 70s, was like the all-time leading rusher in whatever division his school was in. He, he's from this little small town called Wrightsville in South Georgia. And he left high school and somehow <laughs> qualified to go to college. Um, and he went on to the University of Georgia where he won a Heisman. And they won the national championship. And Herschel Walker was a beast on the field. However, I will tell you something that I knew back then in 1980 when I first heard them put a microphone in front of his face. Herschel Walker is dumb as hell. <laughs> and maybe I shouldn't call him dumb. I should call him, you know, he's stupid too. Like. He just doesn't I like I mean like if you heard him back then he was literally the epitome of a dumb jock. And I hate to say that because there's a stereotype of the big black athlete that's just not intelligent, can't put sentences together, but that was Herschel back then. And I'm talking, this is like 1980, 81. And I'm recognizing this as a kid. Like, this dude can't talk. I know I can talk, but he can't talk. He, I mean, like, he literally could not put two sentences together. It was literally an embarrassing moment, almost cringeworthy when you would hear him talk. I remember one time they asked him something. He was like, yeah, you know, the people from the state of Georgia, they be good to me. They, what? What? The people of Georgia, they be good to me? Are you kidding me? I mean, it was, I, I, I'm not exaggerating, folks. It was that bad. And this is something that I recognized as, as like a nine-year-old, right? And so I fast forward again, he was a legend in this state. So the thinking was by Duke was, okay, he's a legend in this state. We can run him out there for the Republican Party and Georgia will get behind him. I will endorse him. They love me in Georgia, <laughs> which a lot of them do. And I'll win. Now keep in mind the the, the governor is a Republican governor, um, Kemp. He beat out Stacey Abrams uh, in the uh, general election. And he won pretty easily. I think he got like, I don't know, 55, 60% of the vote. So his his wasn't going to be a runoff. And you kind of knew. Stacey Abrams, she came in, in the last, in the previous election, she came like within 50,000 votes or something. And we clearly know that Kemp stole the election, but that's another story for another day. 
again, you this is coming from someone who is not biased. I am just telling you guys the facts. I'm not going to give you the Democratic spin. I'm not going to give you the Republican spin. Kemp stole the election. He stole that particular election. I'll put it like that, right? And so here it is. Kemp breezes through his election, but we're going to have to have a runoff between Warnock and Walker. And so I wanted to give you a little bit of background on who Herschel Walker was, because I'm sure many of you, many of you, several of you, have heard Herschel Walker talk. And he said some of the dumbest things you would ever want anyone to hear. I mean, to get up and make a, in, in front of a audience, talk about vampires and werewolves. I mean, just rambling for no apparent reason, no structure no nothing i will give him credit he talks better than he did back then but that ain't saying much this man got on tv and actually said well yeah they called me a coon i've heard people call me a coon but you don't realize that a coon is one of the smartest animals walking the the, the face of the earth huh <laughs> no 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 they called you a coon for a reason and it ain't because coons are, are smart animals Coons are short for raccoons, but th it, this ain't that type of coon. And I don't, I don't want to get into having to explain what a coon is. Look it up. But yeah, he actually said that on stage, in a microphone, in front of people. So no, nah, I'm, not, I'm, I, you can't make this up. So you got Raphael Warnock going against the Georgia legend Herschel Walker. And prior to the general election, with not only the Stacey Abrams ads and the Kemp ads, you had the Warnock ads and the Walker ads. And I will, I, I kid you not, every commercial was political, it was filled with political ads. Like I, Like you couldn't get away from it. There was no way that you could get away from it. And I was like, okay. So then we get to the November election. The general election happens. Like I said, Kemp wins. Walker and Warnock. They, and I think Warnock had more votes than Walker. But he had like 49.5 or something like that. And Herschel had like 47 or something. So Warnock, just he just didn't have it. He didn't have enough to not have a runoff, right? And... I mentioned that I've been here 25 years. In the in 25 years that I've been here, the 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 move when when the elections have been close, here's what's normally happened. And this was actually a strategic move by the Republican Party in the state. What they would do is they wanted to get to a runoff. They didn't want to necessarily you I mean if you, if you could beat your opponent in the general election, okay, cool. But their idea was to get to the runoff. And if you got to the runoff, here's what would normally happen. Quite simple. People wouldn't show up for the runoff election. So 
15, 20 years ago, there was no such thing as early voting or none of that stuff. You had to vote on election day. So if you voted on election day on November 4th, and then there was, you, you made it to a runoff and the runoff was, I don't know, December 18th. It was that day. So if you didn't go that day, if you had to work and you couldn't get off work or you had to, you know, you had, you were out of town. There was no, I mean, you could, I guess you could fill out an absentee ballot, but it wasn't, it wasn't like it is now. I mean, now you can do the early voting, what, three, four weeks before the election. I mean, I early voted, me and my wife and my kids, we early voted um, in the general election and in the runoff. Because I, I don't, I, I just from <laughs> voting in, in this state, uh, when they didn't have that, I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Because when I say any and everything can happen on election day, it does in this state. I've seen it with my own two eyes. And, you know, it's not as bad as it once was, but it was bad. So, nah, I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that, bro. Not again. Uh-uh. So, you have this runoff. And like I said, the thing was, was that they, the Republican Party, I should say, they would try to get to the runoff because they knew that People, both Democrat and Republican, weren't going. Republicans weren't going to show up for the for the election, for the runoff election. And more often than not, more more Republicans would show up than Democrats. A lot of times, the Democrats would sit it out. They'd be like, "Nah, it's raining today. I ain't going back up there to vote." <laughs> and I saw it happen several times. So that was the Republicans' playbook, right? Let's get it to the runoff. They're not going to show up again. They're not going to take off work again. They're not going to do this again. So we we got them. And it worked. Until now. So we get to this runoff. And I, I started the episode by saying I'm tired. I am really tired. I mean, they beat us over the head with political ads Every single commercial break, every single day, I was getting text. I would get multiple text messages. And for some reason, I I don't know, the Democratic Party thinks I'm one of them. So they text me. And then like, because our two oldest sons are of age to vote, one's 23 and one's 20. They would text me with their names. Hey, Dion, can we get, can we count on you to vote for Raphael? I'm like, why are you sending me a text message? And this was, I would get at least three text messages a day, at least two phone calls a day, and, and, and political ads all day long when I'm trying to watch TV. I, I'm someone who watches the national news, right? I watch NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. Shout out to Lester. <laughs> I, I mean, as soon as it goes to break, you have to mute the TV because it's a it's a Warnock ad or it's a Herschel Walker. And, and these are the same. I mean, like the ads are back to back to back. There's not there's no break in between. Right. I was so tired of it. Man. I was just like, bro, can we just can this just be over, please? It was, it was just so annoying. I'll put it like this. The only time that you could watch TV 
and not see a political ad was during NFL games on Sundays. That was it. And that's because the commercials are national commercials. So they paid for that commercial air airtime. So, you know, you're not going to interrupt that with a political ad, but every now and then they try to sneak one in, <laughs> you know, it might be like end of the game, fourth quarter. Like they go for a two minute, the two minute warning. They go to commercial break. The first one here's his Warnock ad. <laughs> and so like, I, I was just amazed, man. I'm like, why are we here? And here's the thing that I want to say, particularly for, for those of you who live in the state of Georgia, we have to demand more from our politics. And, and don't get me wrong. I don't, from what I've seen, Raphael Warnock has done a good job. I'm not, I don't have any issues. I voted for him in the general election. I voted for him, you know, two years ago. I voted for him this time in the runoff. Because there was no way in hell I was going to vote with Herschel Walker. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I would write my, I would write my own name in there before I voted for Herschel Walker. And here's the thing that I don't understand about them propping up Herschel Walker. Yeah, he was a legend in this state, but the man is functionally stupid. <laughs> he is. Like he he doesn't he doesn't have it all. And I don't know that he doesn't know that he doesn't have it all. I mean, this is a man who publicly and no you can look it up. Google is your friend. This is a man who publicly about 10, 15 years ago said that he had multiple personalities. He said he had eight different personalities. So I'm like, which Herschel's running for office? Cool Herschel? Calm Herschel? <laughs> Zany Herschel? I don't know. But nah, man, it, 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 was, it, it, it was ridiculous. And here's what I will say to the Republican Party. Because I know you're listening. Do yourself a favor. Find a viable candidate. Period. Stop running behind Duke and find yourself a viable candidate and viable, viable candidates. Find yourself one for this state. Because here's the thing. Brian Kemp, the governor, He's probably going to throw his hat in the ring to run for uh, president in 2024. Not going to win, but he's probably going to do it. That's what the that's what the streets are saying. He's going to waste his time. But, you know, you I mean stranger things have happened. I mean, hey, and it could it could get to a point where he would be going up against Duke. And Duke don't like him. <laughs> because he couldn't he couldn't overturn the election. <laughs> so it, he's on Duke's bad side. But no, find yourself a viable candidate. Find yourself viable candidates. Stop running behind Duke. That's just my two cents. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you free game here. You ain't got to listen to me, but I'm just giving you free game. Because Duke, and, and if you follow politics, Almost everybody that Duke endorsed this year lost. And so he's thinking, okay, well, hey, I still got the magic. I'm going to run out here in 2024. We'll see. 
the magic probably gone. <laughs> but I mean, you know, hey. And as for the Democrats, do yourself a favor too. Find some young people. <laughs> Find some young people that, you know, can get into politics. Because, I mean, no disrespect. <laughs> Which means some disrespect by the code. Man, Joe Biden is like 175 years old. He is. Y'all saw Joe fall off that bike, man. Come on, man. And I mean, like, 2024 is a right, right around the corner, right? So I'm assuming he's going to run again, right? Come on, man. And I I, I don't want to say Joe is going to pass away or anything like that. You know, I don't want to wish any ill will on him because I like Joe. He's, you know, his politics have been problematic at times, but he seems to be, I don't know, better, I guess. But he would, but his, that's, that's the thing too. Like when you look back at that election, when you look back at the last presidential election, we had old ass Joe Biden and Duke. <laughs> I mean, bro, we got to find some new people, man. We got to find some new blood around here. So Democratic Party, you got to find, go find yourself another Obama. I know, I know everybody can't be Obama. And Obama's my guy, so call it what you want. But find yourself some young people in Congress. Go find some young people off the street. And when I say young, I don't mean in their 20s, but I mean, bruh, you, we, can't keep, we can't keep bringing out these old relics. We can't. If I could offer some political advice to either party, do yourself a favor. There is only one demographic that is going to swing every single election going forward. They are the most powerful group out there. And nobody seems to recognize it until it's time for time for you to get some votes. And then you're going to kind of cater up to them a little bit. It ain't the Hispanics. It ain't the Native Americans. Simply put, black women. Black women will make or break any election in this country. And they are constantly ignored until it's time to get their vote. And if you want to win an election, you better start talking to them. I'm again, I, I'm just somebody on the outside. I'm giving you some free game right now. Democrats. You can't just get up there and talk about your, your hot sauce in a pocketbook. <laughs> And think black women just going to run out and, and, and jump out the window for you. And Republicans, I mean, they ignore black women altogether. But if you want to win an election and have some dominance in your party, talk to black women. Talk about their issues. Help them out. Because they're the ones, they, they, are, they are truly the straw 
that stirs the drink. If you don't believe me, look it up. Or as the kids say, no cap. <laughs> oh, I felt old saying that. No cap. But yeah, I mean, it's black women. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what else to tell you. And speaking of women, before I close, white women. White women, I'm just going to read you the numbers. And I'm going to read you the numbers of the um, results um, from this runoff election. By race. White men, 27% for Warnock. 71% for Walker. Black men, 85% for Warnock. 12% 12% for Walker. Latino men, 61% for Warnock, 37% for Walker. Latino women, 55% for Warnock, 41% for Walker. All other races, ra- oh, excuse me, getting tongue tied. All other races, 55% for Warnock, 40% for Walker. Black women. Eighty-five percent. Excuse me, ninety-three percent. I'm about damn. My, my bad. I was wrong, reading the wrong thing. Black women, ninety-three percent for Warnock, five percent for Walker. That's it right there. That's it in a nutshell. Black women. If you want, if you want to win, get behind black women. White women. I don't know what to tell you, because white women. It is clear. A lot of you will vote against your best interest. The thing that killed it for Walker in this state was Herschel Walker had, I mean, other than him not being being able to put five sentences together, Herschel Walker was solely against abortion. I mean, even in the case of rape or incest, he, he was against abortion. No abortions whatsoever. He was steadfast on that and i mean like if you can if you could stand to listen to herschel walker which i mean without making your ears bleed i don't know how that's possible but it's the same talking points we got to have a strong military we got to believe in god we got to do this we got i mean like there's no there was no substance on anything that he could say that he stood on no kind of substance whatsoever it's just it's it's the same talking points. And for for the record, Democrats aren't much better. Is if you listen to a politician talk, a lot of times it's just talking points. We're gonna raise taxes. We're gonna lower taxes. We're gonna get tough on crime. We're gonna we're not gonna let them take your guns. Those are just talking points. And the way that I just said it just now, you don't know what party I'm talking about. Could have been both. But no, white women voting against their best interests. Herschel Walker said, I don't believe in abortions. And allegedly, 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 Herschel Walker paid for two abortions. So you out here paying for uteruses to get scraped and <laughs> and, and, you're not, and you're not even doing you, and, Come on, man. You can't make this up. You're adamant against abortions and you had two yourself. Come on, man. I mean, 
And again, I, I always say this, and I know y'all think I'm lying. Y'all, I know y'all think I'm lying when I say this. And y'all, y'all think that I'm saying this in jest, but I'm not. Do yourself a favor. Please document these times. I don't care if you have to write a journal. I don't care if you have to create a blog. I don't care if you have to, you know, put it in your diary. I don't care if you have to make a YouTube series. Document this time, folks, because trust me, when you get old and you're 75 and you got grandkids, nobody's going to believe this shit. (laughs) Nobody's going to believe the world that you lived in. Nobody. So it's better that you document it. I can, there's one thing I'll be able to say, you know what? Hey, I got a podcast and my podcast told you how it was through the pandemic, how it was in, in this time. And it told you about how politics was just terrible and how music was trash and how the, you know, how the the 80s was dope and how the 90s was dope. My podcast will tell you all of that stuff. And there'll be generations upon generations upon generations after I'm long gone from here, you know, they'll be like, hey, that that 12 Kyle dude was pretty dope. He told it like it was. But yeah, folks, I mean, like, it, it, it ain't even funny. Again, white women, you continue to vote against your best interest. And I've seen it up close and personal where white women, oh, oh, we're not going to do this. We're not going to, the Republicans, they did this to us. No, you can say that all the way up until that time. I mean, like (laughs) the Me Too movement, all of that stuff. I saw when the Black Lives Matter protests were going down, White women were on the front lines right there with the black people. <laughs> but when it, t- when it came time to go in there and go into that little booth and cast that ballot, mm-mm, no, no, it went the other way. It went the other way. And so we just had a runoff election between a reverend who looks like J.B. Smooth and a guy who by his own admission, in high school, they used to call him Humpty Dumpty. Man, this is crazy. Humpty Dumpty. I mean, a guy, again, who can't put five sentences together. A guy who lied repeatedly. He said he, he, said he graduated in the top 5% of his class. Man, you barely graduated from high school. He may, I mean, he said he was a former police officer. He never worked with the police before a day in his life. But I mean, you know what? Duke made it cool to where you could just lie and people know you lying and nobody even check you on it. It's like, all right, go ahead. We'll let you rock. <laughs> but that's where we are, man. That's where we are. So I, I wanted to get on here. I had to talk about the runoff. I had to talk about politics. It is... I'm tired, man. I'm tired. And and I, you know, I know there's some people that probably listen to this episode. They don't vote. And that's cool. If you, if you don't vote, that's fine. But shut up. <laughs> I mean, there will never be a time where I don't vote because I know firsthand and I've had stories told to me by my family members about how the struggle was for people in my family to vote. I don't know if you had those conversations, but I trust me, if you had those conversations, there's no way that you're not going to miss voting. 
But here's what I will say also to everybody. Don't just vote. Do more than just vote. Because if the Democratic Party or the Republican Party earns your vote, make them do the work. Hold their ass accountable for the things that they said that they were going to do. Because see, here's the thing that, that I've noticed over these last 10, 15 years. We get all charged up and we put these elected political figures into office. And we're happy that our guy or woman won. And that's it. And we don't hold them accountable. We just gave them our vote. No, nah, man, it's time out for that. It's time out for that. If you cast your ballot for anybody, you make sure that you hold them accountable for what the, what for the things that they said that they were going to do. I remember when Duke ran, Duke was like, Oh yeah, we're gonna bring back, you know, the 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 what he's he was talking about, like the coal and miners and stuff like that. He was talking about bringing jobs back to West Virginia. Man, those jobs ain't coming back. Nobody, I mean, I don't want to say nobody uses coal, but you get my point. It's not as as prevalent as it was, as it was in 1922 as it is in 2022. And the reality is those jobs weren't ever coming back. But he sold him a dream. And my thing is, don't let any politician, black, white, anything, sell you a dream and you don't make them, you don't hold it, hold their ass accountable for what it is they said that they were going to do. And something that I plan on doing more of, get more involved on the local level. Go to your, go to your city chambers of commerce meetings. Raise hell if you have to. No, the grocery store down the street doesn't have to look like that. The people hanging out at the corner store, that shouldn't be. You want your streets repaired? Talk to the people in your town or your city. That's what they're there for. Every local government has a structure. Attack that structure. Because trust me, you can get more done on the local level than you can on the federal level. You have a voice. Use it. That's going to do it for me. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. The podcast drops every Thursday at midnight. From time to time, we will drop bonus episodes on Sundays at midnight. So it's very important that you subscribe and do yourself a favor. Do me a favor. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Again, I'm your boy 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5G.